Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Workers' Mic right here on 720 WGN, powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor. My name is Ken Edwards with the Midwest Coalition of Labor. Sitting to my right is Ed Maher. Good morning, Ed. What's happening, Ken? Also with the MCL. And uh, sitting to my left is Phil Davidson with the Mid-America Carpenters Regional Council. Good morning, Phil. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Very well. How are you guys doing? Well, you know what today is. Super Bowl Sunday. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Very exciting. Yes, I want to care you know, about the game. and uh, But most importantly, I care about my numbers. That's all I actually care about. Right? Who, who, ask me who I want to win. Ken. Four and eight. <laughs> I want seven and five. Yeah. I always, by the way, I always have a five. So I get the worst numbers every year. I've been doing it for, I don't know, 20 years, 25 years. I never win. How we got to hope for like a 35. Got? I have too many squares. Too many? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I always have too many squares. And then I get a hard time like figuring out. And it's got the reverse score thing. And, and the touches. It, oh, my gosh. Yeah. He's got his glasses on. He's trying to figure it out. He's all yeah. stressed. <laughs> I end up not really enjoying the Super Bowl because I get so focused on the stupid numbers. You go to bed angry. I yeah. saw something recently. That there's like five or six combinations that have never been picked in is that right in super bowl squares that's since funny doing interesting it, since the first super bowl yeah that's funny i'm sure it's like five and two and yeah i think that's there's, right there's a few you mean my, you yeah. mean my numbers yeah the numbers kind of gets yeah just <laughs> chuck those off. or two and five you know are you in some some any high dollar no okay. no first of all i you know that i would not actually gamble no on you can't because gambling illegal. is illegal yeah, for sure but i play it for fun yeah, and this charity is, this is for amusement only of course of yes. course um but in terms of uh the super bowl um Obviously, the big news with, you know, Constant Taylor. And I think, oh, yeah. um, Ed, you were saying that for the first time, I guess probably in Super Bowl history, some of the ads are going to be tailored towards women. Tailored. Tailored. Like no what pun you did intended. There. Yeah, thank you. Well, yeah. So Obviously so not. what they're saying is typically the, the commercials, which now are $7 million for a 30-second ad. Wow. Um, you know, you've got your Tostitos and your chip commercials sure. and your beer commercials. But they said that this year, there's going to be the largest number ever of commercials for products that are directed more toward female consumers um cosmetics things like that you know not to be stereotypical but that's you yeah know, that's what they're reporting um and avocados is, avocados yes i love avocados <laughs> um but um the uh, the reason for this is the increased female viewership of football driven by taylor swift which i mean it's insane like her music or don't like her music uh, she's she seems to just have more of an economic impact than almost anything. She can drive consumer activity and yeah, people, they, make they people were, spend money. Yeah, they were saying that at the Grammys, like as she was walking through the crowd. You know, I think Trevor Noah was saying, like, look, oh, yeah. everybody's uh, wealth is rising as she's walking past you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, every shot of the Grammys was a pan to her in the audience. Like, literally, they could yeah, not get her on screen enough. It was great. But you know what? That's okay. And yeah. I think that's fun. Yeah, you know? got to take advantage. Yeah, yeah. yeah good, good for, good for her. getting more good, people to watch football, that's great. I think that's right. Yeah. And, and, and if you're in the NFL and you're smart, you obviously you're going to capitalize on it, right? Yeah. And, I, I yeah. think some sports books are taking prop bets on will Travis propose. Oh, really? Yeah. After, oh, interesting. After the game, assuming the Chiefs win, I don't think he's going to propose if they lose. But That would be awesome if he yeah, did. Yeah. Let's make something good out of this. Yeah, yeah. Um, I say he won't. You know what? In that case, I'll take I'll take that bet. I, okay. I mean, you couldn't okay. ask for okay. a better publicity stunt, though. That I mean, is think true. About, and, and what I mean, they'll both have a prenup. Who even cares if they get divorced the next day? I mean, it's not going to happen. These are real any. people, Phil. Publicity stunt, <laughs> right? I know. You know not to be a cynic now. here, but you mean my client, my client Taylor Swift? <laughs> <laughs> you should just be trying to get Taylor Swift's cat. <laughs> yeah, that's my time. My client <laughs> Taylor Swift's cat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and it's taking place this year for the first time in Vegas, right? Right. And in the Raiders Stadium. 
Allegiant Stadium. Right, right. Allegiant Field. Stadium. Yeah. And what do they get, like a $200 bazillion in tax breaks to build it there? So that stadium was funded, $750 million of that stadium was funded by taxpayers. And, I mean, that's kind of the, the name of the game in every big arena and all the main sports. I mean, yep. the owners will say, we want the state to fund this, otherwise we're going to take the team somewhere else. And right. it's uh, it's just the most senseless game of chicken ever. We're seeing a lot of it in Chicago right now. Yeah, we, we are. are. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, $750 million on that stadium paid by taxpayers. But, I mean, they're from Vegas. Nobody actually lives in Vegas, right? Yeah. I'm, I don't know. Like where, where, where is, the, is that where the tax money is from? They, you know what? Here, here, I could... I hate to say it. I guess I could see it a little more in Vegas than in a, a place that is, let, let's say, Mississippi or something like that, which I want to talk right. about uh, in a little bit. But, yeah. um, it, you know, serendipitously, the uh, workers at the stadium are trying to form a union. I didn't even realize they were not union. Right. I Vegas. kind of would have assumed Especially that they in were. A union town like Vegas. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. So they are not union. And they're like, hey, listen, you know, bringing in all this money, crazy amounts of money, the taxpayers paid for this. You know, we just want a union here, yeah. and they have asked, and these are the concession workers, and you know, the ushers, and all the yeah. you know, all, all those folks. Um, they have asked the vendors of Allegiant Stadium to stay neutral. They sent twenty, I think it was twenty six letters, and said, "Hey, um, you know, we're, we're trying to organize our union, and yeah. we're not asking for your help, uh, which obviously would be illegal, but we're asking you to stay out of it." Yeah, and so they asked, uh, and I, I haven't seen the response yet. I'm going to go with it's going to be a large no. People don't typically just give that away. <laughs> yeah, um, but neutrality meaning that the employers should stay out of the union election. Okay. Now these are people, by the way, that are making, you know, at the at the moment uh, before they get into the union. I think this will change once they get in the union, get a good first uh, unite here contract and whatever the other contracts are as well. Um, but they're not making a ton of money. Right. And Vegas has not gotten cheaper to live. No. Right? No. no, it used to be the best kept secret. That's hey, right. You can buy cheap property there. Yeah. But now homes are really The days of the 99 yeah. cent shrimp cocktail are over. That's, That's right. really terrible, by the way. What, the shrimp cocktail? No, or the fact, the that, fact it's that it's over. over. Yeah. yeah. I, I went there with my daughter a few years ago, and yeah. I think her mac and cheese in the hotel when she was eight cost yeah. like $35. That's, that's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's gotten outrageous. But if you're a worker there now, right, you have to live with four people if you're not making a good uh, living wage anymore. Yeah. So are they? Is it the same union that represents all the hospitality workers, the hotel workers? Yeah, it's, uh, it's Unite here. Unite, right? yeah. So we, you know, they're we, powerful, right? Like very, very the hotel you know, workers. We had, we had and, Karen Kent on here from Unite here, if you remember. Mm-hmm. Yes, to talk about you know what's going on here when the uh, the hotels down here. I forget which hotel it was. The Allegro. Yeah, they were having a, a dispute with them, and that got resolved. But yes, it's them, and they're you know really strong out yeah, there. Yeah, they're very powerful there. So hopefully they get a the good deal. You know, it's interesting. I was thinking about this. You know that the NFL players are union members. Oh, yeah. That is true. Right? Yeah. So people don't NFL realize PA. this. Yep. NFLPA, uh, which is the you know, NFL Players Association. Yep. And people don't really think of professional athletes as union members, but they are. Yeah. So, I mean, kind theoretically. Of, kind of. Well, they have they have a it's it's almost like the actors where they don't have like a standard wage, but they have a floor. Yes, they have it can't be less than this, and here are the various protections, and you know they have a collective bargaining agreement, right? Yes, and I think more recently they're starting to get a little more active. But suppose the the suppose the workers were to go on strike, right? The Unite Here folks, and suppose the concession workers were to strike and put a picket line up outside the stadium. And my question has always been solidarity strike. Would the NFL Players Association cross that picket line? Yeah. 
And I've, uh, I, I, you know, I don't know the answer to that. So if you're listening, Players Association, you know, let me know the answer. I would hope that you wouldn't. But you want to talk about leverage? Like if they didn't cross that picket line, right? You would think that the world's their oyster for these concession yeah, workers. Honestly, that would be the quickest signed contract in the history. <laughs> what of if everybody crossed except the kickers? Be yeah. like, oh man, we're just going to go for it on fourth down or every gonna... single time. <laughs> yeah, that, that might make for well. And I hate I to hope say that it, doesn't happen. You know who would not cross the picket line? Taylor Swift. I think you're right. I Probably know not. I'm right. Right. Yeah. So I mean, now's the time, uh, workers. Today, this afternoon, <laughs> flex your muscle. Put up the picket. Put yeah. on some comfy shoes, fellas. Excuse me. Sorry. Ladies. All right. So. I need to say that uh, I think on last week's show, I said the 49ers are going to win. I need to recant. Oh, my gosh. Go wow. He's, he's really committed. Wow. I know. Wow. Well, here's the thing. Fairweather Phil. He's a Taylor we, guy. We represent the great state of Missouri, my union. Uh, oh, you got some calls, didn't you? you? Got, a, got a few calls about that. Now, to be Double fair, down, like man. let's just say if the Cubs were in the World Series, would our friends in St. Louis we also represent, would they be real happy and would they be rooting for the Cubs? Probably not. So why are but, you switching? Um, just he out was, of, he was told to. Just, just, just uh, to be the better man here, <laughs> well, to be the better man and to rise above. So wait a second, are all of us going Chiefs? It's probably Ed? the better bet, honestly. Too. I mean, it's Patrick well, Mahomes. Under, I think yeah. they're underdogs. By, a, by a, maybe a point and a half yeah, or something. I know. Like it, the line keeps moving, but I mean, Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. Right? I think I want to. I, I, there's an angle here. I'd like to see the uh, quarterback, Brock Purdy, from the Niners yeah. do well just because he's paid so little. Is he really? Yeah, yes. he's paid, I think, less than a million dollars, well under a million dollars, whereas Patrick Mahomes is in the middle of a $500 yes. million dollar contract. So. Yes. Brock Purdy Ooh. makes less than a lot of third string college quarterbacks. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. Arch Manning makes like triple the amount of money that Brock. Purdy makes, makes about as much as the ball boy. <laughs> exactly. I didn't know that. All right, well, yeah, with, with all the yeah, nil money. Like, which, wow. May, I, you know what? I, maybe I'm going to switch yeah, then. Yeah. They beat the Lions, which I didn't like at first. But yeah. then again, it's the Lions. We don't want them getting too strong, do we? <laughs> yeah. Everybody's rooting for the Lions. Yeah. All right. Well, listen. We got to take a quick break. Uh, we'll be right back uh, with more of the Workers' Mike right here on WGN 720. You're listening to the Workers' Mike, powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor. And sponsored by Megan Financial, Premise Health, and Voya Financial. Welcome back, everyone, to the Workers' Mic right here on 720 WGN. I'm Ken. Sitting with me is Ed, as well as Phil. And today we are uh, talking about Super Bowl Sunday and some things that relate to labor in that regard. Um, mm-hmm. Ed, you had mentioned that there are going to be some uh, ads geared towards women. Yeah. Right? And... Um, that brought to mind uh, a company called Sephora, which I think, I'm all right? too familiar with. You are a, I have a, a daughter. Yeah. daughter yeah. Okay, and they're what like a makeup company, everything, skincare, makeup, yeah. whatever. Are okay. they are they part of Kohl's? They Sephora? have them in Kohl's. They have them in I Kohl's, only know right? because I've spent a lot of time sitting in Kohl's parking lot. Yes, uh, <laughs> yeah, is that right? Yeah, banging yeah. your head against the steering wheel. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So Me anyway, too. Sephora in a once again. Um, kind of like a, a Wayfair moment, like, hey, read the room. Sephora put something out that said, hey, everybody, in 2023, we had $10 billion, billion with a B, in sales. And like, wow, this is fantastic. Like kind of a rah-rah to the troops. And what did they do? They gave the troops a uh, cookie. Yeah, but okay. the cookie had a nice sticker that said, like, we did it or job well done. Yeah. So we made $10 billion, and here's a cookie. Oh, my God. It's just like you got to. golden flakes be, on the cookie or anything like that? Yeah, no. you got to be totally They're, deaf. they're, they're yelling just, in your face that times have never been better, yeah. and they're giving you a reward in the form of a, a – and they didn't even look that good. They looked like they're – The cookies? You know, yeah, they were like flat cookies that looked like somebody 
who didn't know what they were doing baked them. I don't. I just. I, I don't get it. Sephora just, Workers United. Yeah, just no calling it. Yeah, you would think so. I so it's just. That. It's. It's once again. It's uh, you know capitalism for the uh, the uh, you know. The 1% and, you know, everything else is, you know, I don't know. It just seems to be share the wealth, you know, just share yeah, the wealth. That's uh, a pretty blatant display. Of I mean, it right come there. on. I mean, just literally share the wealth. These people are, I know retail, retail's tough. Yeah. You know, it's not an easy job. They have to deal with, you know, irate customers and, you know, whatever. It's just not a pleasant job. You're on your feet all day. And with a bunch so, of teenagers in there buying face wash and God knows what. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It, so whatever. If you're making ten billion dollars in sales, I'm, I think you give the workers, you know, a little bit more than a cookie, if you will. Like give them a check. Yeah, give us a right? day. Yeah, but like give them a, have a cash. Yeah, actual cash. And speaking of cash, you know who might be going for some cash? Who's that? The basketball team at Dartmouth. That is correct. <laughs> yeah. Let's hear about yeah. that. I don't know anything about that. So, Phil, guy, you 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 heard yeah. about this? So, uh, a, a judge on the NLRB uh, ruled that college athletes, uh, through this case brought by the Dartmouth men's basketball team, can be considered employees. Well, it's, then, yes. <laughs> so, college that. athletes are now, according to his interpretation, uh, employees of university. And now there's uh, action being taken and by this men's basketball team. All 15 players on the team signed the card to organize. So now I guess they're talking to uh, the SEIU local there that also represents all the other Dartmouth employees. And by the letter of the law, the basketball team could now negotiate for salary because we know college yep. athletes cannot be paid. Right. But working hours, practice, I mean, it's, it's kind of wild. It's interesting because yeah. this is like a different regimen than what they have in college football, where college football players, some of them are being paid so lavishly that they don't want to go to the NFL. Right. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how these two things sort of uh, bump heads and what wins. It will, but yeah, because I mean, are they going to negotiate for a base salary that everyone gets, no matter if you're a starter or if you're a guy who rides the pines? Um, are they going to say like no more practices prior to six a.m.? Or I mean, it's going to be. Well, you can, nego- yeah. you can look as as a union worker. You can yeah. negotiate what we call wages, hours, and terms and conditions of your employment, okay. and that is very, very broad, right? Wages, money, your working hours, right? Exactly what you just said, and all other terms and conditions of your employment. That's everything from your uniform size to, you know, you name it. No towel snapping. No towel snapping. No. No horseplay. <laughs> no fun of any kind. So, uh, and is, I love is the, travel uh, included in that as well? Absolutely. Okay. All, all of it. Everything yeah. that's related to your working life can be negotiated for the most part. You know, I'm, I'm broad brushing this, but um, I just love the fact that it's Dartmouth, by the way. Yeah. Right? It's just uh, you know, good for them. Yeah. And kudos to them for doing it. You know, there was that Northwestern case back in the day and like that happened. And there's been changes once again. Depends on who sits in power at the moment, right? It kind of comes and goes, but to your point, Ed, like college basketball players can sell what their likeness to right. like these uh, the video game companies. Yeah, yep. I mean, it's got to be a ton of money in that. And they, yeah, I, th- I think what I recall before was with with Northwestern um, because it was the only private school in the Big Ten. Yeah, there was disparity there, and they didn't think it could be uniformly applied, but. This is different now with with Dartmouth and uh, yeah, well, I, th- I mean I'm sure it's going to get appealed. Um, it's not set in stone quite yet, but yeah. So this, let me this ask you this: then. Yeah. when you go to college, right, you are generally 18. Yeah. Yes. Does that run afoul of any like uh, child labor laws? I suppose you got it in a 16. Well, not in Florida or, or Oklahoma. Or <laughs> where's where child is, labor law? Yeah. Where, where, where is Dartmouth? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hanover, New Hampshire, I believe. Is that right? Well done. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
it, see, I've been to the campus. I was so far removed from Dartmouth that I have no idea where it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that place wants nothing to do with me. <laughs> me neither. It's right on the uh, Vermont-New Hampshire border. Is that right? Interesting. Well, hey, Dartmouth, if you're listening, we could use, we, we'll all take That's an honorary on. degree. Yeah. Right? I yeah. would take that. Although, you know who went to Dartmouth? Bruce Rauner. Bruce Rauner. Oh yeah, yeah. kind of a stain. former former governor <laughs> of Illinois who absolutely hated unions. Living in exile in Florida, yeah. I understand. Is that right? Yeah, they all kind of go to Florida at this point. Yeah, they sure do. Yeah, good. He popped good. up recently. He had an op-ed in Cranes. Yeah, uh, did he really? No, no, I didn't read it, so I couldn't tell you what it was about. Didn't Ken Griffin go to Florida too? He sure did. Yeah, good. All. all the billionaires go to Florida. Yeah. Have at it, except for Prisco needs to stay here for a while. A little bit. Yeah. So that was. Um, I thought that was interesting. I thought it was yeah. kind of cool. And, you know, one more thing um, before before we take our next break. You know, we have been talking here about child labor laws, um, you know, basically since the inception of the show and child yeah. labor in general since the inception of the show. And I think it's important that we continue to talk about it and we will continue to talk about it until something is done. Yeah. And we see this disparity in the country right now where, um, you know, states are rolling back child labor laws. Yeah. We're going backwards. No question about it. And then you see, on the other hand, you see companies starting to realize, like, wow, this is a bad look for us. Right. So just recently, Costco, McDonald's, some big players uh, in, in the uh, the world of these uh, supply chains have started to hire internal auditors to make sure that their supply chains do not use child labor. That's good. And I think that's great. You know, So even if a state is rolling back some of these... Uh, protections for children at least some corporations are going to stand up hopefully yeah and and i hope it's not lip service right i hope it's not one of those things like hey uh we had somebody look at it and everything is fine the the way they always hide behind it when they get caught is they'll say oh we have a firm that finds all these people and it's not mcdonald's i'm using mcdonald's as an example because they've been caught doing this stuff yep um but they'll just say oh this group that does our hiring it's them and we're gonna take a look into this or they'll all blame it on their supply chain right oh well you know they're actually employees of this you know chicken factory or whatever whatever it is but at least now they're starting to go hey you know what we're actually gonna hire somebody to go down the supply chain and make sure that you know, kids aren't working or, you know, there's there's less dangerous, you know, conditions and things like that. And, and to be blunt with you, you know, who already does that? Well, unions do it, yeah. right? We've done it for years. We have safety departments. We have business agents. We have lawyers, right? We go to the job sites. We're checking on making sure that everything is, you know, hopefully as safe as humanly possible. It's very difficult in the building trades, of course, and if right. you're a police officer and firefighters. But at least we have those in, and those protections. We've had those in place for 100 plus years yeah. yeah so you know maybe they're maybe they're starting to to wake up and realize that you know th- they have some responsibility for this yeah our so, friends in florida just passed a new child labor they law, passed right? a law yeah. that allows kids who are 16 or 17 to work more than eight hours in a day and more than 30 hours a week during school including when they have school the next day okay uh, and it passed there was an amendment that was proposed to give 16 and 17 year old workers a 10 minute break yeah. mandatory every right. five hours yeah. and it was defeated <laughs> they're against a 10 minute break every five hours I should be laughing but Jesus yeah like Florida come on what are you thinking yeah. hey DeSantis what, you're I, gonna I, lose yeah, stop how about, it how about this Florida should merge with Texas and there'll be no water or breaks right, <laughs> yeah, right, right. right, right, right. nothing yeah. <laughs> and they'll have just a bunch of kids working and that'll be that you, you know, know? there'll be a lot of razor wire <laughs> good point <laughs> with kids trying to get out yeah yeah no <laughs> kidding oof all right listen uh, we got to take a quick break uh we'll be right back with more of the workers mic right here on 720 wgn 
You're listening to The Worker's Mic, powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor and sponsored by Megan Financial, Premise Health, and Voya Financial. Welcome back, everyone, to The Worker's Mic right here on 720 WGN, powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor. I'm Ken. Sitting with me is Ed and Phil. We are uh, we're, we're trying to have a... Um, I would say like a, a lighter version, lighthearted Super Bowl special. <laughs> yeah, That's right. Exactly That's right. right. Yeah, light, uh, lighthearted workers, Mike. Not a, not so doom and gloom, um, because there are some positives that are happening out there in the world. Yeah. So let's start with a couple. Ready? Yeah. Let's hear it. Um, the Onion, you know the the satirical newspaper oh, is yeah. now online. Um, they were fighting for a while to get a contract. Uh, I believe they had a picket, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they had a, like a one-day demonstration. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think, actually, I think they called it off in Chicago like just at the last minute. Is that right? Yeah. They, they got a contract. Yeah. And so I have some of the details of the contract. They went from uh, – they had a $10,000 raise on their starting salary. So they went from 50 to 60. Really? Yeah. And, you know – is $60,000 a ton of money here in Chicagoland? No, of course it's not. Um, that being said, that's the starting. I don't know right. what the rest of the salary looks like. I do know they got guaranteed increases of at least 3%. Um, their lowest paid uh, worker got $7,000 worth of a raise. So, you know, for those of you that, you know, we, we continue to talk about the value of, of unions, right? If you're that person that just got a $7,000 raise, or you know, yeah. starting salary went from you know fifty to sixty. Nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. No, gosh, and, and it makes you know, a difference you, in your life. You, Absolutely, you, you paid you know five hundred or thousand bucks or whatever it is that they charge for dues. Yeah, you just made you just made a bunch of money. That's yeah. a good that investment. Was, that's a great investment. So yeah. good for them. They also and one of the few success stories in publishing. You're seeing everything. That's about oh my you know, like, Sports Illustrators laying yeah. people off. Like, come on, man. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's now defunct, right? I mean, I think so. Yeah. And the Chicago Tribune did a one-day strike. Yes, yeah. they did. Um, I don't. They, they've got quite a fight on their hands. Oh boy, do and they to ever! Hear these, to hear the workers, the the reporters talking about their employer. Yeah, I mean, there's no love lost here at all. No, I don't think there's any love lost between people that are buying these newspapers and their employees. Absolutely. Yeah. They're, right? they're What's open. the company that just bought the Baltimore Sun? Oh, it, uh, uh, Sinclair. Yeah. I mean, he basically told everybody, like, you have jobs at the moment. Yes. That's what he said. Like, you have jobs at the moment. It's just unbelievable. Wasn't that the yeah. one where across all of the TV stations, they made all their anchors read like a glowing statement about President Trump? And That's then the one. They, yes. They, yes. they did all the videos where it showed all the anchors saying the exact same thing. Yes. Yeah. And it's it's between them uh, and Nexar, whoever has the most uh, stations across the country. But the, yeah, Sinclair is everywhere. They're yeah. in every market. Yeah. So anyway, that was good news for them, getting a the contract. Um, yes. We have the uh, IDOT workers here in Illinois. That are in negotiations, I guess, or getting ready to start. I'm not sure if they're in or starting. Phil, uh, Teamsters, yeah, yep. their their last contract expired in July. Okay, so they've been working without a contract. Wow, since last year. Yes, wow, since last summer, and now um, it's Teamsters Joint Local 25. I want to yeah, say joint that's the council. Yeah, joint, yeah. Excuse me, Joint Council 25, um, which is made up of I don't know a dozen or so locals. Mm-hmm. They have about a hundred thousand members there. They're, extremely they're strong. Big, yeah, yeah they're huge. and they're they're currently uh, they they agreed on a strike. Yep. Um, the workers voted on a strike. The, work, the workers voted on a strike, mm-hmm. and I think it's going to be over. Health benefits, I think, is a sticking point right now. Is that right? Yeah, from what I saw. But. Well, it's probably going to be an unfair labor practice strike, yeah. just for the record, Yeah. right? But, yeah. you know, if they have to strike, they have to strike. And, yeah. you know, people will say, oh, my gosh, you have been without a contract since last July. What are you doing? In the public sector, especially in an organization like IDOT, which is Illinois Department of Transportation, every every state has their own version of it, um, 
it is so much bureaucracy yeah. that like yeah. it's moving a mountain trying to get a contract with some of these giant you know bureaucratic organizations um like an IDOT. So, I, you know, I don't fault the Teamsters for taking their time, but, you know, good for them. There is a time to come yeah. that says, hey, like, hey, you know, we're in snow season here. Yes. When's the time to strike if you're a snowplow driver? Or it's not like in the summer. Filling potholes because the, the cycle of potholes is that water gets in the cracks in the road, right. it freezes when it gets cold, and then once it warms up, the roads just basically explode and you wind up with these enormous potholes. So, yeah. There's a there's a place for leverage here for these workers. I imagine that'll get resolved. I would hope so. I, I think mean, so. Especially yeah. in Illinois. Yeah, like, I, I would yeah. hope so. Yeah. So we have that. Um, what else do we have that's interesting? I think the uh, in terms of fun because we are having a fun show. Fun show, man. Uh, Nickelodeon workers. Nickelodeon <laughs> is SpongeBob an employee of Nickelodeon? <laughs> SpongeBob. I have seen every SpongeBob episode. I love SpongeBob. Really? Oh my God, I love SpongeBob. So if anybody's listening, uh, sorry, for everybody that's listening, um, <laughs> go uh, take a look. Go just Google this SpongeBob Strike because there's an episode, entire episode devoted to SpongeBob and his coworkers going on strike. Really? Oh, I got He's see like, wait that. a second, I I could get this from going on strike. I'm on strike, and you know, it's Squidward. Uh, it's, I'm gonna it, check it out. It is hilarious. But the poor Nickelodeon workers haven't. I think they haven't had a contract in. Two and a half years. Two and a half years. No kidding. Now, it's Nickelodeon. Come on. It's not like, once again, I think they're making money. We would think, but it's not always, you know, Nickelodeon's making money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Judging by how often it's on at my house with my kids, yeah, yeah. they're making money. Cause we're Boy, you would, a lot. you'd yeah. think they're going to hand over fist. Yeah. I always found SpongeBob a little bit unsettling. Yeah. That one wasn't uh, That one wasn't on our TV when, uh, when Emma was little. It, it seems more... Directed towards adults. It seems like you can yeah. watch it both. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. one of those shows where you can watch it as a kid and have a blast, and you can also sit there as an adult and go, Oh, I get it. Yeah, it's you a little know? subversive. That yeah, show. it's yeah. pretty funny. Yeah. So, so yeah, SpongeBob. And, um, and then along those same lines, uh, I don't know if you know this, but Elmo. Um, from Sesame Street, oh, he yeah. has his own Twitter account. Very influential guy these days. It's not Twitter right. anymore, whatever it is. X. X, yeah. Formerly known as Twitter. Yeah, formerly known as Twitter. And um, he put out a posting that said, hey, everybody, it's Elmo. Just check it in and see how you're doing. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they got the reaction they were looking for. No. What, what, no. What, what, I mean, I think people who can't uh, don't have access to therapy just used <laughs> Elmo's X account as a, as a, like a substitute. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm not doing so good, Spilling Elmo. Spilling their guts. But they had 125 million <laughs> Like views and responses, and people were just like, "I'm thinking about killing myself, Elmo," oh, and Lord. like, I, "I can't make uh, my rent, and I can't make ends meet, and like, I'm living in substandard." Was it done in jest, or was they? Those I'm sure there's some real ones. Yeah, oh, I think yeah, I kidding. think a lot of it was real. People yeah. were like, "Well, you asked, right. <laughs> Elmo." There's a place for Elmo to swoop in and save society. I think. Yeah. What are you going to so? do, Sesame Street? Yeah. Yeah, so it was. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. You got to be careful what you wish for when you do those open-ended questions. It's on not just media. all tickles and laughs, no, Mr. Elmo. No, it's not. That's why we don't take phone calls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> One day we will. So, um, so we had that, and then uh, in, in other good news um, that uh, that directly affects working class um, is, and so I, I, we've, I think we've talked about this in the past. A lot of people get into medical debt. Right, they yep. have just bills that they can't afford. They're yeah. underinsured. They're not insured. Their insurance is bad. Whatever the case may be, and they just they rack up an insane amount of bills because in the United States we still don't have you know uh, single payer single payer. We don't have health care for all. Yeah. So it's a business, and it's a multi 
probably trillion dollar business, right? Sure. Yeah. And you know, we we've had premise on here uh, talking about how we the building trades are trying to you know kind of make sure that our members are taken care of by opening doctors' offices and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, but the vast majority of the world does not have access to that, right? right? And no. so, in Connecticut, um, of all places, uh, Governor Lamont he purchased. Get this. He bought $1 billion of medical debt. He bought it for $6.5 million. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And then forgave it, right? And then he forgave it. Gotta love it. And that took The state it, did this. The, the state of Connecticut, yeah. I believe it was the first time ever, okay. uh, bought people's medical debt, and they bought it for pennies on the dollar. For sure. Right? And then you said, forgiven. And they forgave... Two, I think it was 250,000 people that got out of debt in one fell swoop. And you want to talk about an efficient use of taxpayer dollars, right? Right. Instead of perhaps subsidizing the millionaires and the billionaires and the trillionaires. like this, that, that's a, that's, That is so... So you could buy all that debt for pennies on it. So yeah. that makes you wonder, so what are you being charged with from the beginning? Like why, that's for sure. Why are those bills so high if it can be forgiving for pennies? But yeah. think about it. I mean, yeah. it's a good public investment, too, because for, what was it, $6 million, you said? Yeah, yeah. You have 250,000 people who now can put their money toward something else, buying things, going to stores, you make, you, make, you make an absolute perfect yeah. point, and that is it has to be the downward effect, the downstream effect of that purchase of $6.5 million versus what they're going to get out of it. Yeah. Meaning the state of Connecticut, exactly what you said, is like, wow, I can actually go out to dinner. I can actually buy groceries. I can fee- you know, I can pay my rent on time. You know, all the stuff that they probably crushing debt that can't hand, you know, that they couldn't do, now they can do. And you'd think that this the state's coffers if you if you fast forward this a year and go like, "Hey, we should look back and see was that investment worth it or not." Right. You know they're, they're yeah. going to make more than six and a half million dollars in taxes, right? That is, well, hopefully it's the first of the first of many because every state in America is dealing with an enormous amount of this medical debt. Yeah, and that's so illustrative of what's the problem with uh, medicine today. I, the, my own personal example is when we had our first child. You know, you get the genetic testing. We decided to do that, mm-hmm. and my wife has good insurance from her union, so yes. we checked with them. What's that cost going to be? So I did it, and then we got a bill. Uh, from the testing lab saying you owe thirty thousand dollars for yeah. us, and I was like, that seems like a lot. And we, she checked this out. We're like, yeah. no, no, you're gonna cover it. So then her uh, insurance company like talked to the provider, and next thing we know, they said, okay, you owe three hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> so it's like, 1%. how does that go from literally? I was like, yeah. how does it go from that? Like that is a the problem. They overcharge with the billing. Insurance companies have to raise rates then, and it's just. It's just never-ending cycle. And, well, it, it, yeah, it sounds like the same thing. How does it cost there? $30,000 to get a test? Uh, good question. So, yeah. Good question. And it makes no sense because yeah. for any service, any service, if you don't have insurance, the price for anything is like five to ten times exactly. more. So if yeah. you have insurance, it's this, which sometimes is still expensive. If you don't have insurance, ten times more. Mm-hmm. Which is, you would think, it makes the opposite. It, yeah. I mean, right? if you don't have insurance, clearly you don't have a lot of resources and yeah. you can't pay... 30,000 or 100,000 <laughs> yeah, or whatever. Absolutely. And I, yeah. you know, I think that is part of it is they know that and they don't want you coming. So they make your price so prohibitive that you simply don't go to the doctor. Yeah. yeah. They don't want to, they know you're not going to pay. They yeah. can't, you can't afford to pay it. So you might as well, it doesn't matter whether it's $1,000 or a million dollars. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. Getting sick is very, very bad financial decision. You know, well, so I mean, that is good advice. And so <laughs> what you're saying is just don't get sick. Yeah. I mean, that would be ideal for, for yeah, everybody yeah. the way that the right. kind of system is working right it's now. It's like when Kevin gets sick every Friday. 
Kevin, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, Kevin McDonough. Yeah. Well, he's working real hard. The old blue flu. Wearing himself out. <laughs> <laughs> I like that he preempts it on Thursday, though, and I'm feeling well, you know, and then on well, Fridays, I it's think. It's like going to work at about 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock Thursday, you have to start yeah. going like, <clears throat> something in my throat, nothing, I'm fine. And then the next day, everyone's like, oh, yeah, he was sick yesterday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we salute you, Kevin. So, one, and last last thing, um, before we take a, a, our, our last break, this, um, you know, we were talking about healthcare and uh, you know, medicine and, and doctors and blah, blah, blah. Um, these the drug companies, right, which, of course, are riding right along, yeah. um, you know, which, by the way, this is what I don't understand about insurance. And somebody, you know, fill me in on why this is. Um, if you have insurance, you have to have separate insurance for your teeth and you have to have separate insurance for your eyes yeah. and maybe your ears. And the medicine you take is also separate, you know, like pharmacy benefit or, you know, drugs. Why is it all separate? Isn't isn't every single thing in the body? Your teeth so. are your most expensive bones. There's no question about that. I just don't get why that's not why is there's money well, because there's money to be because made. Because there's money. You're right. You're right. 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 Yeah. yeah. Not many places offer vision. You know. It's yeah. We uh, we at the MCL are trying desperately to figure out a solution for that. And, yeah. You know, hopefully we'll come back with something that leverages. But you're our, absolutely our numbers, right. Why would that not included be included in? Medical? I don't know. Yeah. And so you know, it's funny you should say that. So some of these uh, facilities that uh, the unions are building, you know, the electricians, um, one thirty four just opened theirs in Alsip. They actually have an eyeglass store in. The doctor's office. Their members, really? their members love it. Oh, my God. I, I went there and I looked at it. I mean, it's absolutely beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, what a great idea, right? Because you're an electrician. Yep. You're looking at stuff that's you know, close-up, diagrams, you know, et cetera. Number one, I want my electrician to wear glasses, right? Yeah. I don't want him you know, kind of chintzing out on it. Like, I, I see fine. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty sure, sure that's, that's the right spot. Is that red? Is that wire red or is it? I, I'm not sure. Who cares? Yeah. It's all the same. <laughs> yeah. I, want, I want my electrician <laughs> to get his eyes checked. Anyway, but so these drug companies, um, which, by the way, are just uh, the never-ending battle with, with drugs. But here, just uh, here's some fun facts for you. Ready? Uh-oh. Uh, CEO of, of Johnson & Johnson, uh, last year, he made $27 million. Um uh, Merck, uh, fifty-two million. Wow. Uh, Bristol Myers, forty-one million. That is, uh, if my math is right, that is over a hundred million dollars for three. Yeah. Three CEOs. Yeah. That's it. I don't know. I don't know what the rest are making. I don't know what the stock options are. I don't know what their you know their yachts are are worth and all the other stuff. Yeah. But the, come on, man. Yeah. And now with these new weight loss medications, oh, I, yeah. I, I saw something that not um, Ozempic, but one of the other ones. They're all made up up in uh, this one was in semaglutides. Yeah, in in Sweden maybe. Yeah, it's, yeah. Is it Novo Nordisk? Like, yes. it's worth more than the country's it's GDP. In, it's in Denmark, <laughs> but it's it's blown up the economy. Yes. So that country is doing Denmark, so well right. just because. Uh, really, we talked about it before. Because yeah. you know, people in the North American continent like to have a little bacon and cheese on their burgers, and so so uh, sue us. Come know, on. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm part of the problem. Not for Denmark. I'm part of the solution. <laughs> yeah, for you them. are. Yeah. yeah. Number one so, customer. And they have socialized healthcare, do they not? They do. Yeah. Of yeah. course they do. Isn't that like one of the happiest places on earth? Oh, yeah. Besides Disney. Well, let me so ask you say. a question. I mean, when you see com- like companies that are putting out drugs for you know inflammatory things and autoimmune things, those are some of the most expensive drugs. Yeah. Um, you know, for the virus of the world. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Does the profit margin on those drugs really disincentivize the search for like long term cures? 
You know, like things that are very profitable, are those ever likely to be cured? Because there's Ed, so much money to be made. You're, you're literally making the Tesla argument, right? Like yeah. it, he invented an electric car, and, yeah. you know, all these electric cars that have been invented and then put on the shelves right. for the oil companies because there's, there's no profit in that, right? Yep. So I think the answer is yeah, and yeah. it's unfortunate, right? They have, oh, we're doing all this research and development. Well, guess what we just discovered? A new weight loss drug that we're going to charge you a lot of money for. Yeah. And oh, by the way, it used to be covered by insurance. Not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Right, so here's a little bait and switch. Right. So yeah, I think uh, that needs to get fixed as well. But you know, once again, how are you going to fix it? You know, Medicare for all, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, But at least the unions are taking a step in that direction by opening these doctors' offices, and some unions have their own pharmacy. Right. Right. Unite here uh, has their own pharmacy here in Chicagoland. Um, Something that we're certainly uh, interested in is is the MCL sort of. Uh, coalition-wide, but, you know, how do we uh, cover costs, right? And should we get our drugs from Canada? Well, of course, if they're going to sell it to us cheaper, isn't that like the world global economy? Yeah. Right. Right. Why can't we get our drugs from Canada? If everybody else is involved in globalism, why not? Yeah. Well, it's globalism when it's convenient, right? Yeah. If you, you know, garbage products that we're going to ship in and everybody's going to make a you know trillion dollars for, sure, that's great, but... Uh, Did we finally yeah. allow Medicare to negotiate with the drug companies? That was always a fight over the last 10 years? Or I don't know. Yeah. I, I kind of don't think so. Yeah. I don't know. That's, Mark that's, Cuban's been a big deal on, on this thing, right? Yeah. yeah. I think he started a company to start importing some, some drugs from Canada, and good, you know, that's a, some, something to to think about but i think that uh i don't know things are trending hopefully in the right direction because people are starting to realize this and talk about this and just like all the things that we've been talking about child labor and unions and and you know getting their fair share is starting to get into the vernacular of you know the american lexicon those are two large words i used in one sentence um I don't know if you heard that. You got a word of the day calendar or something? Congratulations. (laughs) No, I've been reading more. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds a good one. Thank you so much. Um, It just means language, right? I'm not sure. Yeah. It sounds fancy. It's a fancier way of saying it. Whatever. Don't worry. It's like phonics. You know what I'm saying? You want me to say it phonetically? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, all right. Listen, we got to take a break, um, and uh, we'll come back. We'll wrap up uh, the worker's mic right here on 720 WGN. You're listening to The Worker's Mic, powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor and sponsored by Megan Financial, Premise Health, and Voya Financial. Welcome back, everyone. It's The Worker's Mic right here on 720 WGN, powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor. Ken, Ed, and Phil, uh-huh. um, Super Bowl Sunday, big day. Everybody, please be careful. Be careful driving. Uh, drink responsibly That's if right. you have to drink, or stay home and watch a game. It's fun to do with your family. Yeah, yeah, yeah super fun. Eat well, um, get out, support some local businesses, or yeah, do that too. Absolutely, I agree with you. Um, and so, uh, we're, we're the only business, quite frankly, that you should not support today, uh huh, is Trader Joe's. Trader with an R O R Trader Joe's because they have decided to take the nuclear option, and uh, they're fighting the union. They said, you know what? They taken a page from the spaceman Elon Musk and said the National Labor Relations Board itself is unconstitutional. Yes. Right. So they literally, this is Trader Joe's, a place where you walk in and people are wearing, you know, funny Hawaiian shirts yeah. or, you know, where your partners and people joking around. Take all the attention away from yeah, how little they're making. your friendly neighborhood grocer. Yeah. And now they're, like, suppo- once again, so these supposed progressive, yeah. you know, yeah. organizations that have this Wolf outward. clothing. Oh my gosh. And and here's my problem with that. Remember a couple years ago when they had that whole, they were accused of cultural misappropriation yes and they like you know they used to sell stuff trader like pasta Jose's, called, yeah, yeah trader jose's yeah, trader yeah. giados mm-hmm. so they spent all that money rebranding all that right they, they, they caved to this woke movement whatever you want to call it 
but they won't spend the money to pay their, pay their, employees. Pay their employees. Well, yeah. But they'll do that. And who knows like how much material and how much product they're throw yeah. away to rebrand, but they won't pay their we, employees. We like, had some employees on yeah. the air uh, last year, and they're talking about low wages and just terrible treatment at work. So you have them being paid a little bit of money and being treated very badly, and now the company's not only recognizing their attempts to organize, but is also trying to stop, you know, to put a stop to the federal agency that gives them the rights. So not just like not just union busting in Trader Joe's, it's union busting across the country. Right. Yes. In one fell swoop, yes. Trader Joe's and the Spaceman could end the National Labor Relations Board as we know it. Yeah. Scary and, thought. And forget all the nice things I said about your Oreos, Trader Joe's. They're terrible. <laughs> They're terrible. They taste terrible. Your flowers smell terrible. And I hate Hawaiian shirts. Yeah, and the little monkey. That's right. And, yeah, and your fancy wine was it? Was it the? I'm not even going to dignify that. All right, with fair response. enough. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah, good. but once again, Swill. get get ready because be careful what you ask for. Get rid of the National Labor Relations Board and get ready for nonstop work stoppages. Yeah. Right, yeah. constant, chaos. constant chaos, chaos, nothing but chaos. Right, strikes it, everywhere. Strike. What if you have no choice and no other recourse? You have no choice but to walk out the door. So I have a problem. Yeah. Hey, everybody, we're walking out the door. Yeah. Right. People are in line. We're going to walk out the door. So you know, be you better careful. have scabs be, on speed dial because care. yeah, yeah. I mean, who's going to run in and be a scab for six bucks an hour? Yep. you know what I mean, or whatever, whatever they're paying. I don't know what they're paying, but I know it's not enough. It's never enough. So listen, we got to wrap it up. Um, have fun today watching the Super Bowl. Uh, most importantly, go five and two, yes. right? Or two and five, whatever. I'll four take either seven, one. Six and four. What else I got? <laughs> Please don't bet the college fund. <laughs> yes, right. Just again. Yeah, go cheese. Enjoy it. Enjoy it responsibly. Um, you know what's uh, tomorrow is. Super Bowl Monday. It's the largest. Hold on. Hold on. <coughs> I don't feel so good. <coughs> Ooh, wow. I'm just, uh, you're, you're pulling like a Kevin. I don't so. feel so good. Yeah. No, I get it. <laughs> That's what I call the McDonough. <laughs> Ouch. So, all right. We'll, we'll be back next week uh, with more of the Workers' Mic right here on 720 WGN. The preceding episode of The Workers' Mic was powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor and sponsored by Megan Financial, Premise Health, and Voya Financial. For additional information and podcasts of The Workers' Mic, visit WGNRadio.com.